that's an ego death. It's realizing that the thoughts and the patterns and the way that you're living is a form of survival mode and it's not really going to help you experience your life. So for everyone in here who has said so far that they want to like live life, they don't want to just survive, they want to live it out, they want to experience everything, you'll notice as you start to embody that more, as you start to have the experiences that align more with your higher self, you're going to face those ego deaths. You're going to face these identity crises of shit, like how I used to think is not going to help me get there, right? How I used to think is not going to help me get there. Who I once was, that version of me, I can't be that version of me for me to create this, this future. There was a point in time somewhere up in the ethers when your soul decided to incarnate into the human body you are currently soaking in this episode through. Each of us here on a unique mission with the same goal in mind to experience a life here on earth to its maximum potential. When your soul synthesizes into this journey of being human, patterns get to be broken, purpose gets to be activated, and your power gets to be harnessed. This podcast is for anyone who is emerging, which by definition means to become known. Here, we will discuss the many layers and paths of getting to know who you are at the core by seeking truth, embodying your higher self, and working with many modalities that will support you on your spiritual journey. My name is Kayla Bruton, your host, an old soul, a visionary, a bridge between many worlds, a mentor, and a creatrix. Welcome to the Soul Synthesis Podcast. My intention for this podcast is to walk alongside you as you emerge into all you are destined to become in this lifetime, cultivating conversations that will speak directly to your soul. So take a deep breath and allow your soul to synthesize with the transmissions of today's episode. The Soul Synthesis Podcast is a production of Podcast and Co. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Synthesis Podcast. This is another Instagram live gem from quite a bit ago. I know so many of you that listen here are new to my community or have been around for quite some time. And so there is nothing wrong with a little bit of a refresher or just just pulling up some old ancient wisdom of mine over the past few years that has been channeled and shared over on Instagram. So without further ado, I hope that this episode synthesizes with you and supports you on your journey because as we know, time is not real and the transmissions and conversation of today's episode can land just as deep into your being the moment that I originally said them to the moment that you're hearing them now. So I hope you enjoy. This week we're going to be talking a little bit about ego death. I did a Instagram reel a couple days ago and the caption on it said point of view you've come out on the other side of an ego death and the sound to it was i'm a rock star is like basically the line of the song that came on and so under that post i received comments asking for an instagram live and a deeper dive on like what is an ego death what does it even mean where does it come from what are the benefits of moving through an ego death what happens after i do move through one so Basically, what I'm going to break down is like, 
what even is our ego? So I actually wrote a few notes for myself so that I can make sure I cover everything that I feel like is most important for anyone who's like moving through a spiritual journey, who's just like involved in personal development, self growth, like you don't have to be into the crystals and the meditation and all that kind of stuff. But what I do want to say is you have to, and we get to remember that we are in mind, body and spirit. So when we have the holistic approach of all three things working at once, that's when we can really achieve living as our higher self, living as our best self. So what even is the ego? Like, where does this even come from? What is this idea? There's like these phrases of being like egotistical, having a big ego, right? All of those kinds of things. Well, simply put, another word for ego is your mind. It's your thoughts. It's your brain. And our ego is designed to keep us surviving. It is the most animal part of our being. It is the part that knows we need to eat. We need to drink, we need to sleep, we need shelter, whatever it may be, the basic needs as a human to survive is what our ego is there to provide for us as humans, for us to move through this human experience and be able to survive and like not really take too many risks, not, not do too many big and wild things, right? And the reason for that is because, well, that's simply what the evolution of our mind has gotten to that's the point in evolution we are at in in being humans is to simply just survive right so the ego's job is to keep us in survival mode the ego has been amped up the volume on that has been amped up over time because we've listened to things like certain types of music because of social media because of the mainstream media because of the news all of those things have really turned the volume up on our ego the part of us that's meant to keep us to survive when we face traumas, our ego is what takes over. It's keeping us in survival mode. It's keeping us safe. It's trying to keep us like very alert and aware of things, right? So that's what the ego is. It's our mind. It's our brain. It's, it's our thoughts. And the intention of the ego is to simply just survive. And something that I have made very intentional in my life moving forward is that I don't want to just survive. I actually want to live. I want to experience life. I want to experience all that this earth has to bring to me and not just survive and meet my basic needs. So the ego is good for that, right? We need to have our basic needs met. We need to know that like, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I need sleep. Like whatever it may be, right? Like we want to have those things taken care of for us. And that's what our ego is good for, right? Is to just keep us surviving. Now, when we move into this place of wanting to live, right? To experience life, the ego gets challenged a little bit, right? This is when we decide we want to start operating from our hearts, right? Our heart and our soul more so than our mind. We want to start operating from our heart and our soul more so than what our mind is telling us right? So sometimes our mind based on trauma, based on mainstream media, based on the music we listen to, based on all different types of experiences, right? Our mind is programmed to keep us in this place of safety. And when we start listening to our heart, sometimes those visions and those ideas and that inspiration we get to experience life is way too big for our ego. And in a sense, a little dangerous to our ego, 
we've never moved into those places before. So our ego volume goes up a little and is like, hold on a minute, like we've never done this before, right? That's why we get butterflies in our stomach. That's why we get nervous. That's why we'll get the chills sometimes, or we might get a little shaky. Our noise, our voice might get a little rocky if we're trying to like share something that's not maybe easy because our ego just wants to keep us safe. And there's a lot of taboo things around your ego, like killing off the ego and like denying our ego when what if the, per the perspective I want to bring is like, what if we befriend our ego and we thank it for helping us survive? We thank it for getting us through the points of trauma, the points of stress, the points of nervousness, uneasiness, whatever it may be. We thank it for those times. And then we like say like, yeah, but like you take the passenger seat. I'm going to kind of take the wheel now and let my heart drive how I want to do things, right? Let my soul direct the way that I want to be moving in my life. So, this is the biggest shift that starts to happen for people. We realize that the way that we're thinking and the things that we want in our life don't necessarily align. When we realize the thoughts we're having and they could be coming from our mom, our dad, teachers, they could come from mentors, siblings, like anyone else, our family members, grandparents, right? Sometimes our thoughts are not our own. And when we realize that the thoughts we're having most of the time they're disempowering. I can't do it. I don't deserve this. How the fuck is this even going to happen for me? Right? All of those things, those thoughts happen. And then we have this vision. We have this vision of how we want to live our life, our higher self, the experiencing life, the traveling, the falling in love, the starting a business, the connection and networking, right? And the thoughts of, I don't deserve this. How the fuck am I going to do this? I'm too scared. Like all those things. That shit doesn't line up. Those things cannot survive at the same time together. Those things cannot exist at the same time together. So what do we get to do? This is where we get to shift our thoughts. This is where we get to tell our ego, hey, like I realize you're just trying to keep me in this survival mode, but like I'm ready to live my life now. I'm ready to experience things so much bigger than anything we've ever done before. And I'm confident that I can make those things happen, that we're gonna be okay, that we're gonna be able to move through that right? That's the work that I do with my one-on-one -on -one clients is moving through the points where we realize the thoughts we're having and the experience we want don't line up. So I help get really, really clear on what that vision looks like. What is the life that you want to have? What is it you do want to experience? What's in the way? What traumas, what healing, what experiences, what thought patterns, what habits are in the way of shifting our thoughts to align with the life that we actually want to live. That's what I help people with in my one-on-one -on -one space. Shifting from, and it's, it's a lot of deep work, right? It's a lot of realizing things that have happened in the past or why your ego is so loud. Maybe you've been heartbroken in the past, so it's not easy for you to fall in love, right? Your ego is going to keep you in survival mode. If we don't fall in love, we don't get hurt right? Our emotions don't go down, down the spiral, right? So yes, perspective and patterns. Very, very important. Those are things to 100% keep in mind here is realizing what your perspective is, what your thoughts are on things and the patterns you have in your life are going to affect the reality and the results that you have in your life. That's the work I do with one-on-one -on -one clients is shifting the perspective by really like putting your, your patterns, your habits, and all those things under the uh, magnifying glass and seeing like what's working, what's not working, what's new things we can bring in, what's old things we need to like really uproot and like throw out, right? 
so that we can actually align the thoughts and this vision of who we are with the life that we want to create for ourselves. So those are the important parts in understanding that. Our thoughts, the awareness of our thoughts, right? Realizing this shit doesn't happen overnight, right? It's not a quick fix thing. That's why my one-on-one container is four months because it's not a quick fix to make these things happen. It's repetition, it's practice, it's getting to know yourself, it's having compassion for yourself, it's realizing you've been through some really hard shit in your life and sometimes it's the version of you that you want to become, you've gotta heal that so you don't start operating as that hurt, protected version of yourself, right? This hardened version of you who's not really open to the experiences that your higher self and your heart is yearning for. So our thoughts and the awareness of that is really important. Now here's the piece that one of my dear friends asked me specifically to talk about in going live related to ego death and letting that go, right? And this also relates to the reel that I posted a few days ago around the point of view, you've just come out on the other side of an ego death. And I've been moving through this shit like for quite some time. And it's not me saying it in like a, and that's where my credibility comes from. But like, I'm, I've been sitting in it. I've been sitting in ego death after ego death after ego death. And so what is an ego death? It is when you identify a pattern, a thought, a way of being that comes from your mind that you realize no longer serves you, that it no longer is going to benefit where you're headed. And you move through that through different modalities, whether that's meditation, that's journaling, that's writing letters of forgiveness, burning them up, ripping them up, whatever it may be, talk therapy, working with a coach, physical activity, maybe that's exercising, sports, yoga, whatever it may be for you, and physically releasing it out of your body using your mind to really address what the thought pattern is, reframing that thought, receiving support, so that as you create this new pattern, you're being held accountable for it, right? So I've been able to incorporate all of those things into this process of moving through an ego death for myself. That's an ego death. It's realizing that the thoughts and the patterns and the way that you're living is a form of survival mode and it's not really gonna help you experience your life. So for everyone in here who has said so far that they want to like live life. They don't want to just survive. They want to live it out. They want to experience everything. You'll notice as you start to embody that more, as you start to have the experiences that align more with your higher self, you're going to face those ego deaths. You're going to face these identity crises of shit. Like how I used to think is not going to help me get there, right? How I used to think is not going to help me get there. Who I once was, that version of me, I can't be that version of me for me to create this this future. Here's an easy example. Who I was freshman year of college, I knew that I wanted to be in this position I'm currently in now, traveling, coaching, being supportive, inspiring others, right? But who I was in that exact moment was not going to be the same person I am now to actually run a business, right? There was an evolution of who I was to who I am now. Shit ton of ego deaths, right? There was a ton of those happening for me to get to where I am now. And I'm still moving through them because I'm not done growing and neither are you, right? So as we grow, we face ego death after ego death. There's never a point where we have no ego, right? Because we will always have a mind. And if we equate our ego to our mind, it's always going to be there. It's just how can we actually befriend it, 
and have compassion for it and realize when it's speaking versus when our heart is speaking. When am I operating out of, and this is how you can tell, right? When am I operating out of fear? When am I operating out of worry? When am I operating out of lack? When am I operating out of scarcity, right? When am I operating out of judgment? All those things are related to your ego. Operating from the heart, from the soul, from your spirit, from that higher being version of yourself, the divine that is connected within you. That's love. That's alignment. It feels free. It feels expansive. You might get a little bit of nervousness, right? But it's not in a a survival way. There's a difference between the two. You know when you're stepping into something that's literally lethal or dangerous versus like, ooh, this requires a new version of me. I've never done this before. Kind of nervous, but like, I'm going to still like come out of this on the other side alive as a human, right? That's the difference between the two. Here's what it feels like when you've moved through an ego death. This is that part where you start to see the synchronicities. You start to see the angel numbers. You start to realize you're on a, a, a better path for yourself. You feel good in who you are. You're more connected with the true current version of yourself, right? We constantly are evolving. So you're more connected with who you currently are in this moment. You're not living as the version of you from high school or college or the one who was hurt or the one who has trust issues the one who was abandoned right you're not operating as that right you're operating as the person who's actually able to handle the current circumstances that they're in right now the business owner the creator whatever it may be right i just saw 111 before this yes kelly yes angel numbers everywhere yes so be open to those be open to the angel numbers be open to the signs and the synchronicities that happen around you right? Be open to those things. Realize that you're shifting constantly and the world around us is designed to support us. Our mind as humans just hasn't evolved to the point where where these experiences and this way of living that's so expansive, we haven't gotten there yet. It takes generations for the human body and for the mind to actually evolve. So pay attention to those signs. And ask yourself what they mean, right? I've, I've challenged myself recently when angel numbers come up to no longer search like on Google, like what does 444 mean or what does like 1111 mean? Channel into your intuition. Channel into your intuition. Ask yourself, what's this number mean for me right now? Why am I seeing this number? What does this mean for me? And, ch- and you may not, there's no right or wrong in that, right? It's just whatever drops in first, that's the answer. Go with that for the day. 444 for me has always meant your hard work is paying off, right? Because I was in a circumstance once where I saw that and it just fit perfectly to what was going on. And so for now and moving forward, anytime I see that number, there's four people in this live right now with me too, right? So as as we evolve and we rid pieces of who we once were before, we like love up on them, we accept them, the work I do with, with coaching, right? When those things happen, that's an ego death. That's moving through an ego death. That's what it is. Let's see. Goosebumps all over right now. Yes. Okay. Oh, I know. I like, can, like, I feel it too. So oh, always so activated when I'm doing lives with you guys. I see 11-11 like every night and I don't know what it means. Just ask yourself. Tune into your body. Next time you see 11-11, ask yourself. Tune in. Take a few deep breaths. Connect with whatever higher being, whatever, whatever it is in your heart. And think about what's currently going on in your life right now. And decide for yourself what you want it to mean for you. That's how powerful we are, guys. That's how powerful we are. 
we get to decide the meaning of everything in our lives. And that's what affects your thoughts, your ego, right? When we fill it with positive things, when we fill it with uplifting things, things that we're on the right path, that things are in alignment for us, right? And into that for yourself. And when we, when we decide to do that, we create more empowering thoughts for ourselves. And those empowering thoughts is what allows us to evolve into the next phase of who we want to become in this life. So what are some other things that we start to feel when we move through an ego death? Self-judgment, self-criticism, it just like starts to a lesson. We move out of that place. We become kinder to ourselves because we realize we're taking risk and we're doing things we've never done before versus being critical of who we are, critical of ourselves, constantly finding something wrong with who we are when we look in the mirror or how we show up around other people, who we are when we're in large groups, right? There's no more judgment. And when we're not judging ourselves, we're not judging others, vice versa, right? So moving through ego deaths allows that to happen too. We begin to see everyone as equal and we move into this place of compassion for other people because you're not judging yourself anymore. You're accepting of who you are. What else comes up? Fearlessness, right? The opposite of being in fear. We feel empowered to make decisions. We spend a heck of a lot more time being present as well rather than wrapped up in what's going on in our mind. And that's going to still happen occasionally, right? Like we can't literally take our brains out of our head, but we find ourselves being able to like turn the volume down on that and turn the volume up here and here, right? That's really, really important. We're living to live our lives and not to survive at this point. We realize we're not in survival mode anymore. My biggest thing for me is realizing there's nothing for me to escape anymore, right? I shared pieces of my story a couple weeks ago about moving a shit ton of times in my life. And a lot of those times weren't at my own free will, not because I wanted to make those moves. I mean, they were done in, in tears and in arguments many times. And so now I have moved to this place where I don't want to operate as that girl who had to cry and pack her shit and leave, right? Or And, and that shows up in relationships, that shows up in friendships, right? Now I can be present and I can stand strong in who I am and I can feel safe in whatever environments I'm in. That's an ego death. The thought that I'm constantly going to have to be moving or not relying on others, on other people or packing my bags or it's not, I won't be here long, right? That's a way that I used to think. Thinking like that is not going to serve who I'm trying to become. That's moving through an ego death. What else do I have? We move out of this phase of being worry warts and spending a lot of time future tripping because we're so present and connected with who we are right now that our brain isn't trying to decide of every possible way that this could go wrong. And when it does, we just, you know, be kind to ourselves, see where it's coming from. Most of the time it's because there's something that needs to be healed there, right? So we spend a lot less time future tripping and being in the moment with ourselves, tuning into our intuition. And, and understanding, all right, where am I at currently? And, and, and taking those check-in points with ourselves more frequently. So let me get to this question that's in here. So quick tips for what to do when you catch yourself operating in ego. There's a couple things that can happen here. If you have support, my first thing is gonna say, I'm gonna say is reaching out to whoever that mentor, that coach is, or maybe a best friend, right? To just like put it out there. When you acknowledge that it exists, that that thought is happening, this disempowering way of thinking or this old way of thinking exists, right? You give it less power. It doesn't mean as much anymore to us because we are not identifying with it as if it's us. We realize it's just our thoughts, it's just our ego, and we are not our thoughts, right? It's just our brain, the humanness in us. We are so much more than our brain and our mind. 
mind. We've got a body and we've got a spirit and those things speak way louder, but because of society, which is a whole nother live, the volume on them has been turned down. So that is one thing I'm going to say is like reaching out and staying connected with people who can hold you accountable and who are moving through the same thing. So having support. And the other thing I'm going to say is breathe, breathe, because what happens is our thoughts if you have really disempowering thoughts, maybe things like I'm not good enough, like I can't do this, this is scary, right? Like things that are not really helpful, it creates a sense of anxiety in our bodies. This is a tool that I've learned, I'll share it on here with you as well. But it creates a sense of anxiety in our bo- our physical bodies and our thoughts manifest in our bo- in our physical body. That's why around chakra work when certain things come up manifesting in our physical bodies, lower back pains related to your sacral, people getting like certain types of headaches related to like your third eye, chest pains, heart chakra, solar plexus is like upset stomach, right? So all those things are connected. And so our thoughts really manifest themselves into our physical body. So if we can take note that a thought is coming up that's not serving us, when we're operating in this place of ego, ask yourself, are you taking time to breathe, right? Take a quick checkpoint for yourself there. Are we taking time to breathe? Have I just unconsciously been breathing all day, not paying attention to the thing that's literally keeping me alive, right? If that's the case, you're operating an ego and you need to move into breathing. An exercise that I've learned in my mastermind is inhaling for five, the second to do this as well. You're just going to inhale for five. So if you're watching this live, you can do this with me. Inhale for five. Exhale for 10. And you can do that as many times as you need to. Inhaling on the count of five. One, two, three, four, five. Exhaling for 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. And what I learned about the strategy is that when we inhale, it energizes our body. So that's why when people have anxiety, they're like hyperventilating. They're like taking more inhales than they are exhales, right? It, it energizes our body. So when we double the exhale, we are literally telling our nervous system to calm down, to relax. So those would be the main tips I would give you to start. Focusing on your breath and making sure you have support around you for you to take those thoughts out of your mind and speak them, not making them true, but recognizing that they exist. So this is everything that I wanted to share around ego death. This concept that all of us are moving through at a really, really rapid rate because the consciousness of our entire earth is rising right now, which means we are shedding old versions of ourselves left and right hour by hour, day by day, all of the time. We are becoming a new version of ourselves every single day. That's why on my website, which I just recently launched, experienceemerge.com, that's why on my website, the introduction says, who I am today is something along these lines. I'm not like reading it right now, but like something along these lines of who I am today is not who I will be tomorrow and it's not who I was yesterday realizing that we are constantly evolving. And then I say something along the lines of, and that's, that, that resonates and that is with you too, right? So realizing we're constantly moving through those things. 
You guys let me know in the comments if this resonated with you. But I am so glad to have shared this with you. And if any content I ever put out hits home for you or you wanna learn more about it, let me know. Jess literally asked me a couple days ago, hey, I saw you're real. Can you like talk more about that? Like any of my content, something comes up for you that thank you, thank you so much. If anything comes up for you that resonates or you wanna learn more about, let me know whether you're sending me a DM, you're commenting, I'm here to serve you. I'm so, so proud of you, Kay, as well. Thank you everyone for tuning in. If you are watching this on the replay, let me know in the comments if this resonated with you. Sending everyone so, so much love. Thank you so much for listening to and receiving today's episode. If the transmissions of this episode resonated with you, be sure to leave a review or a five-star rating. It means so much to me and everyone involved. To stay connected with me and get in on any upcoming offerings that I have, be sure to follow me at Kayla Bruton on Instagram. So much love to you. Talk to you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.